Welcome to Eagle Radio. I am Samantha Ryan, your host, and I am here with Dawn, and we are going to chat a little bit uh, today uh, just on some introductory topics. All right, and we'll get started. So, hi, Dawn. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm doing all right. Awesome. What are you doing? Oh, well, you know, dog things, <laughs> kid things, all the dog family things. things. I hear you on that. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about how we met. Oh, man. So, we met in the fire department, and I don't even remember what year it was. 2013. Was it really? Yeah. Good Lord. All right. So, I was just back from my second back surgery. I was re- rehabbing. I was probably in the office still when you started. Um, yeah, because I helped with your training, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the red shirt times. All the red shirt times, yeah. Gosh. Sorry, I'm a little bit like in memory land. Like, <laughs> God, it's been so long. doesn't feel like it's been that long. So, I don't know. Yeah, fire department. And, I don't know, we became friends pretty quick. We did. We both have resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> People are like, they're mean. We're going to stay away. So, what experience do you bring to the table? Mm, well, uh, let's see. Uh, I've been a paramedic for, oh, good Lord, 20 years now. Yeah, it's been a long time. Oh, 20 years. 20 years. Um, but I've always been active. I've done CrossFit and Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and roller derby and all the things because I like to test myself. Um, but then I got hurt. And so mostly what I, what I bring is the perspective of somebody who's had to shift their entire life based on their injury and change their entire way of thinking about who they are, how their body works and just how they can actually continue to stay active. So that's me. Okay. Um, any degrees or anything? Oh yeah. I have a, um, a bachelor's of interdisciplinary studies in social science from UVA and I have a half a master's degree from USC in social work. <laughs> I only finished half my degree because the world went sideways, but, um, like that kind of thing, that whole working with people and helping them find resources and getting into the mental health aspect of everything has always been like my second love besides being a paramedic. So I keep up with it as best as I can. Awesome. Um, like you, I've got about 20 years of experience as a medic. Um, finished my bachelor's in public health. Back in like 2011, I think. Um, uh, outside of that, um, I fell in love with CrossFit um, <laughs> after you introduced me to it, and we'll get into that a little bit here soon. Um, and have taken up all of the certifications uh, that I can for right now. So CrossFit Level One, Level Two, uh, Precision Nutrition Level One. 
uh, conjugate methods, girls going strong, um, pre and postnatal um, for all the moms out there, <laughs> and um, active life assessment seminar uh, for some assessments on mobility and flexibility to put people on the right path and move away from uh, pain. Um, so that's us and all of the fantastic experience that we have. Um, we've been doing this for a long time and are here to guide others. Um, and we're going to talk about a plethora of topics on all the things that we can think about. Mm -hmm. Um, and anything that you all can suggest to us. So how, tell me a little bit about how you came into fitness. Um, I've always, always, always been active, like just have to do something. I always have to be moving. Um, but I really started to like kind of crank down on it when I started playing roller derby. Um, because you have to be in this weird, like half squat position when you play. Um, kind of like the the weird hover that people do over the public toilet <laughs> right but you're doing it on skates and you're doing it at high speed yeah yeah uh, it's weird um but it takes an incredible amount of leg leg and core strength to do it um for a long period of time so and to get yourself up after you get smashed into the ground a few times right um <laughs> so i really started with that and it just kind of built from there when i stopped playing derby um, I got into uh, Muay Thai, so it's Thai kickboxing, um, and not like the cardio kickboxing, but like get in the ring and fight kickboxing. Okay. Um, and I had always, always, always from the time I, before I even became a paramedic, I wanted to be a SWAT medic. Like I was in school and I wanted to be a SWAT medic and that was just the thing. And at my, at my, uh, Muay Thai gym, one of the fighters had started a CrossFit box inside the gym. So I was one of his first like clients um, because I wanted to go to SWAT school. And to be able to do that, I had to compete with all the dudes. Um, and so he worked me, but I loved it. I loved every second of it because I could just see myself getting stronger and faster and doing things that I didn't think I could do. And that's how I found my love of Olympic lifting because <laughs> I'm short and I'm built to lift heavy things. Yeah. Um, then it just, I got into SWAT school and, um, and it was funny because I did the obstacle course for the, for the trials for SWAT school. And it was like, I flung myself over that chain link fence. Like it was nothing. How did I even do that? Because I, you know, things that I just never really thought about. Suddenly my body was just, physically able to do without me really worrying about it. Um, so it was, it was awesome. And I went to SWAT school and, and that's where I got hurt. Um, I went over this, the big wooden wall. It's like 10 feet high or something like that. Um, I landed wrong on the other side when I came down. I needed a disc in my lower back. Um, finished out that week. But then they sent me off to the doctor and he wouldn't let me finish my second week. So that kind of stalled my whole like going to SWAT team kind of thing. But PT and everything and I was good. I was back. I was running. 
I was running half marathons and I was, you know, back in the gym. And then I got, I was moving a patient and I herniated that disc like the rest of the way. So uh-huh. it was like partially bad. And then I just <sighs> gone the whole thing. Um, and then the one above it, I herniated that one as well. And I couldn't walk. I was dragging my leg. Um, I looked like I'd had a stroke. The pain was unbearable. I lived for months on painkillers and steroids um, before my first surgery. And then I had my second one seven months after that to fix what my first surgeon didn't bother to fix the first time, um, which left me with permanent nerve damage in my leg. And, um, but those two surgeries got me four more years, four more years on the ambulance. I couldn't go back to SWAT school, but it got me four more years of my career before I was medically retired. Um, I've had two more since then, both to have hardware put in and my hardware, my body just decided that the hardware just wasn't for it. It never healed around the hardware. Mm. So the only thing I have in between the vertebra is like a metal box and then the rods and screws. And one of my screws is coming loose because my body's just like, no, we don't like this. So I really, it really kind of put me off in a bad way because I felt like everything I had had been taken from me and I wasn't going to be able to do anything. I mean, it hurt just to walk to the mailbox and you know, the idea of getting back in the gym or doing anything was just like exhausting because it hurt so much. And I had to take my pain meds and I had to, you know, reschedule my entire day just because I, you know, did something strenuous. And I thought, never going to be back. Never going to be back. Um, I gained a bunch of weight when I couldn't walk. And I've never been tiny. I'm only five foot tall, but I got thighs for days. <laughs> but I've always had them, no matter what, no matter how much I weighed. But I gained weight, and I was miserable, and I just, you know, and and then my friend, I have a friend from the fire department, Kenny, who just he got hurt, and he had to medically retire, and he's got a bunch of hardware in his leg, and he started riding a bike, and I saw how much it was helping him. So I started looking into it and I can't ride a regular diamond frame bike um, because I, my leg won't catch me right. if I fall over and the being bent over like, Oh my God, I'd walk like I was 110 if I ever tried to get on a diamond frame bike. Um, but I did find a recumbent trike. And while I look like an old lady, don't care. It zooms and it's brought me back. Like it's, it really has like I'm happy I'm dealing with my stress like I could go out and I can still do cool things like I, I I rode 20 miles the other day like that's something I never thought I'd be able to do again so I just had to learn to adapt and that's been a really difficult challenge and I think I answered the question really a long <laughs> yeah it was a really long answer to that one no, question sorry it's perfect it's perfect um in between those surgeries we tried i convinced you to buy like a sandbag and a sandbag uh-huh. kettlebell and yep uh we tried um to do some very light 
uh, simple fitness, mainly mobility. Yeah. How did that go for you? Um, it actually went really well um, until I was actually doing really well with it. I wasn't, um, obviously I wasn't lifting heavy or, you know, throwing around a barbell anymore, you know, stuff like that. But I was able to get my squats in and, and, you know, just move and sweat and kind of just feel like my body was functional. Um, and it worked really, really well, um, between my third and fourth surgery until I started having complications from my third surgery when my head came loose. Yeah. Um, and then I wasn't able to do that anymore. Um, but that was just my body. Like I wish I could say it was, I could pinpoint anything, but I, it's just, my body just decided that we weren't going to heal. And so they redid my surgery. And after that, it's been after my fourth one. I mean, I've tried, but I also have this like fear in the back of my mind, you know, like, is this going to be the one that I get more hardware or I can't walk or, you know, and so it's kind of limited me. Um, and usually I'm really good about controlling my fear, but this one's, this one has been kind of dragging me down. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say that we're definitely probably going to dive into that topic of uh, fear and moving around that, um, in another episode for sure. Oh yeah. That's important. Um, so like you, uh, I've kind of been in fitness the most of my life. Um, my parents, uh, when I was younger, had a membership to the YMCA, which is kind of where, um, I grew up, if you will, in the fitness world, um, traditional, you know, free weights. Um, my dad was really great about showing me how to move around that stuff. Um, when I was younger, uh, I was loved the water and kind of fell in love with the swim team um, and later on in teenage years uh, became a lifeguard for a while, which is how I ultimately ended up in EMS. Um, But played racquetball and volleyball and softball and, you know, all the things that I could kind of get into. Um, And all that kind of went, you know, about the wayside, the order I got and life kind of got in the way. I had eventually uh, gained a significant amount of weight um, working and going through medic school and not really having, you know, time to prioritize things. Um, Didn't grow up really learning about nutrition. So you just think you can eat whatever you want and not do a whole lot and you'll just you know, be okay. And unfortunately that's not how life works. Um, so I realized that I was overweight and needed to kind of take care of that stuff. So I started running uh, and doing some light weights. Um, but I also became a uh, disordered eater, if you will. Um, and I cut calories and I started taking thermogenics and vitamin supplements. And when it wasn't working, I took stronger thermogenics and I cut more calories. And one thing led to another and um, body dysmorphia kind of came into play where regardless of what the scale said, I always 
felt like it it wasn't good enough and uh it was I weighed too much. Um and I finally got to a comfortable spot um and decided it was time to have kids. Uh, I was getting old and the, the time clock was ticking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting old. Getting old, you know, 30 is old. 30 is ancient. Right. You can uh, say that now. <laughs> right, right. Gosh. Um, so it took me about a year to get pregnant, and I gained about 60 pounds um, while pregnant. Uh, with twins. We didn't know we were having twins until 18 weeks in. Um, and six months after having kids, I learned about some infidelity um, on my husband's side. And I would had trouble already recovering um, from delivery with the twins, um, from some uh, postpartum depression um they were colicky and I felt like it was my fault because I was breastfeeding um but I was you know trying to quickly get rid of that mom bod um and not eating appropriately so breast milk wasn't uh being supplied appropriately and I was filling in with formula um it just seemed like nothing I, I was doing was working and I was a failure at everything, which was really difficult on me because um, I'm hard on myself. Um, and I fell into the disordered eating again and bad thoughts about myself and um, spent about five years trying to recover from that and went to some therapy, um, got some nutrition certifications. Therapy for the win. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> it really works. Uh, and here we are today. Um, what? Here we are today. Um, <laughs> in that, after that, that kind of five-year journey of recovering, uh, I did get into the fire department where we met, and mm -hmm. you introduced me to CrossFit, and that's kind of... Um, I don't know whether to apologize or say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, I would have wanted you to apologize. Uh, however, uh, it's definitely a thank you. Definitely <laughs> a thank you. Um, but six months after CrossFit, um, like you, I had this dream of joining the SWAT team and ended up uh, getting hurt, um, after, uh, completing SWAT school, um, I ended up separating my left SI, which created, um, hip and IT band pain, and with that, uh, because I continued oh. to push when I shouldn't have, um, ended up spraining my QL muscle on that side pretty badly, too, um, you were walking crooked for a while. We, yeah, definitely crooked for a while, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and physical therapy just seemed to not get me where I needed to go. Um, and that's another topic that we uh, really want to, to broach in another episode um, is movement being medicine and um, mm -hmm. coaches being able to to uh, take over from 
uh, physical therapist and kind of continue that chain of patient care and get people to, to where they really need to be, uh, which ultimately is what I needed. Um, it took a chiropractor and my CrossFit coach to kind of put me back on the path um, to healing um, and getting me back to a, a pain-free state and uh, back to work. Um, so uh, that's something that's going to come into play um, in a couple other episodes as well. Uh I think we kind of got yeah. through those topics, right? Yeah. Um, and that leads us into um, kind of why we're starting this podcast. Yeah. What do you think? I wanted to do this with you because, well, one, because I like hanging out with you and we're friends. Um, but two. <laughs> <Same> time! <laughs> Yay! Grown-up time! Um, so, but really, because I think it's so important that we all realize like we're really all in the same boat, right. you know, like we're not alone. Um, we all deal with, I don't like this or I don't like that, or I want to try this or, you know, my clothes don't fit like they want to. And society tells us, well, then, then you're an awful human being, but you're not, you're just a different person and we're all different. And I, I really think that that's important. Um, and I really think it's important that we dig into kind of, the whole mentality around it and why we have to be careful um, what we tell people as far as fitness and health and nutrition go because if you push them in the wrong way, you create a problem versus fix a problem. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, no, I just think it's really important that we talk about it. And I think sharing – sharing the struggle in a way that is relatable is how you get through to people. I mean, if I was perfectly fit with the most amazing abs ever, which only in my dreams, I swear to God, only in my dreams. <laughs> in both of our dreams. It's really hard. But people, people who are just coming in, they look at that person and they're like, wow, I really want to be like that. But how can she tell me? Cause she doesn't know my struggle. But she does, you just don't realize it. Right. You know? So I think it's important that we talk about it from that aspect. Like, yeah, we're all at different levels and we all do different things, but we've all had the same, this exact same struggle of I have to start, I have to get motivated, I have to do all the things, I have to learn, you know, like we all start somewhere um, and we've all been there. So I think it's just really important that we talk about it in a really candid way. Um. And I think we agreed that in there being a mental aspect, there's also a physical aspect, um, yes. which is kind of my reasoning for wanting to do the podcast. Um, and it's also having that relatable story. But there are so many myths out there um, in reference to injury and pain and what you should do and shouldn't do. And it's really important to get down to the core of those topics. Um, just because you're injured doesn't mean that you can't move anymore. Just because right. you're in pain doesn't mean that you shouldn't do those things anymore. Right. Um, it's about 
finding a coach who can do proper assessments on you and guide you um, down a path that will get you to your goals. Um, Therapists and doctors, uh, insurance companies only, you know, push them to get to a certain point before they release you as a patient. Um, but that doesn't always get you to the point that you want to be in life. And that's where the coach should be able to step in and finish, help you finish that journey. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So we, we want to find ways to, to do that uh, for you. Um, <clears throat> and that's kind of along the lines of uh, what we plan to accomplish um, with this podcast as well. Um, I think we just want to uh, dive into topics, um, have some real talk about them, um, break apart any uh, myths that there might be, and provide some research uh education um to get people on on the right path and we're hoping that this becomes a a big thing and we want you to join us definitely um so ask us your questions absolutely send us questions send us messages uh email us um whatever you uh, want to do um, if there's a specific topic you think we should talk about um, if there's a specific health condition or uh, really anything um, no topic is off limits for us uh, we're just here to have some real talk um, dive into things from our personal experiences and uh, enjoy time with mm-hmm. uh, each other and put uh, healthy, good messages out and about. And maybe next time we'll do this over wine. Oh, wine. <laughs> yeah. I like wine. Wine is good. Um, we're also going to bring in a friend of ours. Uh, his name is Kenny. Um, we worked with him for many years, and we love him. Um, he is a very real person um, who will – bring in a different dynamic as well uh, on certain topics. Um, and I think you'll find episodes that we do with him uh, not only informative, uh, but fun. And as, entertaining. And definitely entertaining as well. Um, next topic up uh, that we're going to look at, um, we're going to start with movement as medicine. Um, we're going to aim to do one of these every couple of weeks yeah so um we will put up um a post um letting people know that this is good to go and uh when to look for that that next episode bye bye folks till next time (laughs) 